Welcome to Cape and Ray Hall, nestled in the beautiful landscapes between England's national parks. As a Bible school, we offer short-term courses aimed at fostering your spiritual growth and living in a community. Our historic manor house has something for everyone. You can enjoy indoor and outdoor adventures, connect with students from around the world, and learn how to deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. Search Cape and Ray England for more information. Welcome to the show which talks to Christian leaders about the topics that really matter. I'm Andy Peck. If you were asked about ministry in the workplace, what would you imagine? Is it saying a prayer at the start of your day? Is it treating clients well? Is it giving part of your income to charity? Or maybe looking for opportunities to share a testimony? I'm joined this week by Guy Huggins, a programme director and business consultant, to talk about faith in the workplace and how Christian leaders may respond to the challenge in this environment. So welcome, Guy to leadership farm. Hi Andy, it's a pleasure to be here. So t- t- tell us your, your career path to date. I'll keep this short as I'm sure <laughs> you don't want to hear all the ins and outs. But I mean basically I started uh, life uh, coming out of university as a building engineer. Right. Uh, went into project management, uh, spent about eight years uh, doing that and managing uh, big building projects from cinemas to football stadiums to civil engineering projects, all sorts of things. And um, in 1999, um, I felt God really speaking to me to say um, that I'd kind of had some formative training, that was all good, um, but that he really wanted me to do something a little bit different and potentially for him. Um, and what that entailed was was actually giving up everything. Um, so I stopped what I did. I did a full-time MBA, yeah. which I have to say was probably one of the hardest but most brilliant uh, things I've ever done. I just mm. absolutely loved it. Expanded my mind, expanded my views on many, many things. And uh, following on from that, um, I was asked to uh, join another company as head of all their internal change programmes and spent probably two to three years, um, if you like, really starting to understand change. It's like driving a car, isn't it? You might pass your test, but it's only until you start doing stuff um, that you actually learn uh, the bits that you're good at, the bits that you're not good at, um, and basically how you can really add some value. So I spent probably two to uh, three years um, in that role um, and then I got uh, a call out of the blue to see if I would consider um, being a contractor, basically an external change agent um, for a FTSE 100 company. Uh, They were going through a big financial change and I was asked to uh, lead that project. Um, Bit scary, um, but um, I felt that it was, as I say, in God's plan very, very much and um, set up my own consulting company at that point in 2003 and uh, have been managing large HR and finance change programmes uh, ever since. Well, well. And uh, th- th- they say the challenge of being a business consultant is that you're having to having to find work as you're in work, uh, but has that ever been a problem? No, it's a bit, well, I suppose it's good. It, it's a bit embarrassing talking about it. I've got a website, so if you go on my website, you'll see it's been under construction for some time. Mm. I've never actually had to populate it, mm. um, which, um, I mean, God's blessing has been in that. And, you know, I very much get work uh, through my network, I think, in well, um, probably 13 odd years or so uh, moving into it. Um, I've only really been out of work for uh, probably a two month to three month period. Mm. Um, and so literally I would finish a, a big contract um, and then manage to get some time off if it landed in front of the summer. That'd be great. Um, and then I'd have my next project lined up in September. Oh, splendid. That's good to, good to hear. Uh, and when you, you spoke about God being very much involved in 1999 when you made this change. Uh, and at what point have you come to faith yourself? Um, well, it's, I think uh, I was one of these, again, very blessed people that um, 
Uh, I was brought up in a Christian household, so I gave my life to Jesus when I was seven, and then again when I was 12, and then again when I was 15. Uh, and then uh, I met my future wife, and she kind of kept me on the right tracks. Um, and so I've been serving God uh, since then, been involved in, in local church leadership and ministry um, pretty much since the age of 17. Right. And, and ge- geographically, where where's all this happened? Um, so we started, uh, I started off life in Cheshire, actually. That's oh. where my mum and dad are from, mm. so slight northern uh, twang yeah. on my accent. Um, but I've been migrating uh, south ever since. Mm. Uh, I love the sea. Um, I enjoy surfing. Um, and that was um, over and above anything the main driver for being in the southwest um, in terms of choosing a university, oh, right, yeah. um, which sounds bad. I didn't necessarily set out to be a building engineer. I just thought, well, there's a course down there and they'll accept me. So it's near the sun. I'll, I'll go down there. Um, so, yeah, most of my time has been in the southwest. Um, after coming out of university, um, uh, we settled down in Clevedon. Uh, which is just outside of Bristol, and um, and then five years ago moved down to Devon uh, as part of another vision, which is probably another story. Sure, sure. Um, so, how does how does faith inform your business life? In my introduction, I talked about you know a few a few, a few options for people when they reflect upon uh, faith in the market workplace. Talk talk to me about how it work how it's worked for you. It's fascinating, isn't it? I'd like to be sat here saying, you know, faith informs every aspect of my work. (laughs) I'm a model person. uh, I fly the flag and it all goes well. In reality, it's tough, you know, although faith in my head and in my heart informs Mm. what I do. Seeing it um, in action is a different Mm. thing. And um, I think that uh, probably a lot of people in my uh, position, I, I would think, actually find it quite hard. Reality is that the workplace is mm. tough for Christians. Mm. And so, you know, yes, um, it is an important thing for me. I've had some spectacular failures. Um, uh, but, you know, you pick yourself up and you move on, don't you? And I think you can do things. There's the simple stuff, of course, you know, not swearing and blaspheming and all that that, that, that kind of thing. Um, I think being truthful is massively key. Uh, listening to people. Um, being able to empathise with them, doing unto others how you would have done to you, all of that, um, along with some lifestyle choices that you make. you know, with the types of organisations I'm in, I'm, uh, you know, working, I'm brushing alongside some you know, incredibly bright people um, who are very, very talented at what they do. Um, but with that comes perhaps some of the values that, you know, I might not aspire to uh, in terms of money, in terms of hedonism. And so it's really about making, you know, a, a conscious stand against some of those things. There's the tough stuff. And I find that, you know, you can put your faith uh, into practice when things uh, lead to crisis whether it might be a crisis in a project you're on or in a company um, or people have a personal crisis I think one of the most important things Christians can do in business and sometimes they're scared to is to stand up against bad business practices Mm. and I've had a number of times uh, over the last 10 years where I've had to say I'm not going to do that I don't recommend you do that and, um, you know, in some instances have flushed out fraud, uh, you know, which has been um, a very difficult thing to, to do. So there's easy stuff, um, there's uh, tough stuff. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, the Bible for me um, has uh, instruction and guidance all over it, not just for um, what you might say safe everyday life, but for business. I think it's absolutely clear about how we should live in terms of wisdom, in terms of values. Um, 
you know, you could go on Jesus, the ultimate servant leader, um, you know, heroes of the Bible, all sorts of things like that. Um, I think there's enough there in terms of uh, help in the Bible to really um, help you through uh, work, especially in terms of a business context. Mm. It's just having that time and making sure you set that time aside um, to get yourself tuned in. Sure. Yeah. And in fact, of course, the if you look at Scripture itself, uh, relatively few were actually in what you would what we would call full time, you know, work. I mean, priest or whatever. Many of them were were business folk or in government or in some way some of the heroes of the faith. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. And and you know, I you look at the growth of the, the early church, mm. and I don't believe that that came about um, by just having you know um, pastors, teachers, no, no. apostles. Of course, a very very important thing when you look at the gifting in Ephesians four, things like that. Mm. Um, you know, but there was an infrastructure. You know, mm. to have a church to grow so so quickly. They kind of had to be a bit organised, mm-hmm. um, and you know there are instances where both men and women from clearly um, affluent backgrounds, you know, gave up homes, mm-hmm. uh, let people meet in their homes, uh, supplied aspects of ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to dig a little bit, and you can see lots in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, the the one of the challenges that the church faces is 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 often the kind of sacred, so-called sacred secular divide, and. And a lot of the Christians being in the workplace, and and it being tricky place to share the faith. Uh, I don't know. I just wonder how you found it. Um, you've you hinted at, at that a little bit already. You know, have you had opportunities to explore faith with others, or is it frankly just getting the job done is just much harder? Uh, you just don't have the time to do that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean the whole sacred secular thing. Can we come back to that? Because yeah, it's yeah. it's one of those things yeah. that uh, sits there more so from the response of church. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if we talk about the, the workplace and uh, exploring faith with others, you know, I get opportunities every week, not quite every day. Um, do I take them? Not always. Yeah. Uh, I have those moments where I come away thinking, oh, you should have said this, should have said that. Yeah. Um, but God gets it. Um, and I'm very much a work in progress. Um, I think, you know, in terms of my um, background, in terms of moving into um, business, um, I'd probably say 10 years ago, I was rubbish at showing my faith at work, absolutely rubbish. And it's only when you um, meet people who are Christians in the workplace who set example and challenge you, and that accountability is good. And again, I know that's something you want to ask me about later, but I think in terms of you know being a Christian in the, the, the workplace, it shouldn't be anything other than natural. I think if you try and make it not natural and force agendas on people, they smell it a mile off. And I think it's about being careful because we all know that the perception of Christians, you know, out there generally can be self-righteous, you know, always having a go, um, taking that moral high ground, maybe bigots, pushy, a little bit weird. Um, and I think just by being normal, by being a regular guy, um, then, you know, that's a really good way to kind of do it. I think it's important that you get it out there straight away. So when, you know, you go into a client organisation, um, you always have that opportunity if someone says, what do you do at the, the weekend? And you don't have to go into big things, do you? You just lay it out there. I was playing in worship group at church or something like that. And um, get it out there right at the start and leave it. Because mm. I think it's probably God's mission, not ours. Indeed. And he'll put those things in front of you. He'll put yeah. those instances in front of you. Um, where you are going to be his hands and feet. It's mm. his it, eternal plan, really, that's there. 
and um, it's just about being alert and ready uh, and in that godly frame of mind to, to be able to respond um, again as I say it's often in a crisis often when people are in um, you know times of personal need but I had a funny uh, instance happen not so long ago where I've been doing some work in India and uh, we went to a a Christian church out there which was just fantastic an amazing amazing setup the level of faith you know with the um, different things they have to deal with over there you know with the caste system and and you know that potentially being quite counter to biblical teaching possibly mm. um uh, but also the you know the abject poverty that is absolutely there but um, such a joyous group of people wonderful and vibrant and um, uh, I, I made it clear uh, to my work colleagues that I wanted to visit this particular church um, so you could see a few people put their heads down straight away. Um, uh, but my boss then said, oh, I'll come. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in the choir in my local Anglican church. It's oh. like, fine, game on, let's go. So we, we basically went and um, probably about 15 minutes into the worship time, um, there was how can I put it, a manifestation similar to something in Mark chapter 9 wow. uh, right in front of us and um, my boss was was just looking out <laughs> thinking I haven't got a clue what's going on she looked at me and said Guy what's going on and I just said listen to the song that we're singing which is this power in the name of mm. Jesus break every chain, break every chain yeah. I think he's doing it <laughs> and um, that was that was quite funny really uh, we haven't spoken about it since, I'm just waiting for an opportunity <laughs> well, done. well you're listening to The Leadership Fire with me Andy Peck I'm joined this week by Guy Huggins Guy's a programme director and business consultant we're talking about uh, faith in the workplace we'll be back just after this welcome back to The Leadership Fire with me Andy Peck I'm joined this week by Guy Huggins Guy's a program director and business consultant. Um, been a Christian since he was seven. Since the the Lord uh, moving on, on him on from uh, a kind of standard job in 1999 to become a uh, to do other training and then become a consultant. We're talking before the break also of of some of the challenges of sharing our faith in the in the work environment and a, a wonderful opportunity that the guy had uh, when when working in India with a, uh, a business colleague. Um, Guy, as you've you've been in the workplace for many decades, have you been aware of a change in the spiritual climate over the years? Very much so. I mean, I think the whole um, uh, agenda, really, I suppose, maybe I shouldn't use that word, but um, you know, people are creating HR policies now, um, which, in a very good way, are trying to treat people with dignity, respect, and um, uh, treat everybody as equal. Um, you know, which is fantastic. So, you know, from that point of view, you know, there's a, a big push, if you like, on gender equality, um, respecting people with different sexual orientation, race, the ethnicity piece of that, a religion, disability, age. So you've got quite a big um, bucket there, which, if you like, is being um, put put forward. I think the problem that that I struggle with is. Um, if you're going to make that your policy, make it a policy across all of those areas. And when you go into the uh, a religious context, um, certainly they will recognise the major faiths. And uh, from my perspective, and this might not be um, from the listener's point of view, uh, what well, everyone's observed, but I find there is a definite difference to the way that Christians are treated in that workplace. I'll give you an example. Um, not that I would do this, but if I was to uh, crack a joke in the, the office which was either about an elderly person, maybe someone who was overweight, dare I use the word fat, um, 
you know, uh, might have some sort of an, an issue, um, made a comment about somebody's sexual orientation, um, or profaned the name of Allah. If I did any of those things, I would be marched out of the office mm. pretty much straight away and would probably find it very difficult to get a contract again. Mm. However, pretty much every hour I will hear someone blaspheme. So what makes that right? Yeah. Um, and I know that, and I've, I've, you know, had discussions occasionally with um, HRDs to say, look, when we're, we're making these policies, we really need to follow through on them. Um, and they say, what do you mean? And I'll give that as an example. And people just don't get it. They just don't get that, that sense of it. So for me, there are double standards, but it also makes it extremely difficult as a, as a Christian. If I start talking about Christianity in the office, I can guarantee people's heads will uh, go down straight away and there'll almost be a tut. Here he, here he goes again. So I think, you know, it is a difficult, it's tough in the workplace. Yeah, no, sure. Um, and clearly the local church can be supportive of Christians in the workplace by valuing what they do and, and equipping them to some extent uh, but s sadly some and we've talked about the sacred secular divide some some find it very difficult what they want from business people is their tithe or the money they don't think in terms of that being the mission field I don't know how you found it um, again, it's it's tough. I mean, God's blessed me with some extremely uh, godly friends, you know, who who do support me um, in terms of uh, checking up how I am. Uh, they they make sure, uh, you know, obviously that um, you know I'm living an honourable life. So that they ask the difficult questions and they certainly pray for me, but they still don't get it. They don't live in that world. They don't know what it's like for your alarm to go off at four o'clock in the morning and to still be working at ten at night, and you might have you know, been in England, Ireland, all in that time, um, uh, you might have gone in and uh, uh, done a, a presentation, which quite frankly, if you've got it wrong, could wipe millions of pounds off the value of a company. So, it, it you know, in terms of the pressure um, and the, uh, uh, um, I, I think in terms of, there are two types of pressure, you know, clearly one is what you're doing and the extent mm. and the, the nature of it, but you're also secondly living in, um, you know, quite a high powered environment where, you know, in, in terms of sin, it's pretty easy to sin you know if you're not on your guard so they do back me up in prayer on that and I'm very very grateful to them but as a church and I'm not just picking on my local church currently um, they really struggle to get it people still equate um, you know that if you um, uh, appear to be and I hate using the word successful in terms of your job because I think anybody who excels in whatever they do is successful um, but they equate if you like a high-flying job um, with a craving for success and money and it couldn't be further away from my mm. motives and reasons for it and when you work long hours they think well it's because you kind of really want to and, and all of this you know there are big sacrifices I spend a lot of time away from home away from my wife and my boys and that's tough but that's where God's called me in this season of my mm. life mm. and you need the support um, and, and, and so it is very very difficult people generally don't get it in terms of sacred secular, it's it's great, isn't it, how we can preach from the pulpit that um, there shouldn't be a divide, mm -hmm. you know, that your whole of life worship, which I totally uh, believe in, should penetrate through everything that you do. Um, so, you know, that's a great message. So why should it be then that you end up, uh, uh, well, when you get asked about your job and then, you know, get involved, as I do, um, quite a bit in supporting churches with leadership help, um, might be operational stuff, you know, um, it might be vision and values driven stuff. So why is it then there's an allergic reaction to a business person 
coming into a church environment because how can business be relevant to a church on one hand they're saying from the pulpit don't Mm -hmm. create um, this big chasm but the church and I'm not saying everywhere but generally Mm -hmm. the the church um, pushes it back and says but you can't use what God's gifted you in in this very place and that's that's hard that's hurtful and it Mm -hmm. can be lonely I actually had someone say to me not so long ago when I was supporting a church, oh, when we heard a business consultant was coming in, uh, my heart was filled with dread. <laughs> well, thanks for that. Um, you know, maybe if you spent some time in uh, Holy Trinity Brompton or some of the big London churches, it's not so much of a big deal because the population of uh, professional types is a lot higher there. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, but when you're in a church of, say, 50 to 200 inside, maybe in a village or, or local town, mm-hmm. um, it's really, really tough. And I think that the church could do more to recognise, um, you know, that these gifts are God, God-given mm-hmm. uh, and can be used. Yeah. You you hinted that there maybe have been some models, uh, some people that have, you know, been out there doing doing the kind of work in a way that has has inspired you or helped you. In terms of um, Christian people bringing mm. models in, yeah. yeah, I mean I've um, I've been really blessed by um, probably about seven years ago or so my wife and I were praying that God would put some Christian men in front of mm-hmm. me um, uh, in, in terms of the work that I do um, you know that again we could be accountable to, to each other um, and we could share um, and, and that's fantastic and that's happened um, so almost from going sort of 10 years ago where my light was very much under my bushel as the mm-hmm. <laughs> scripture goes you know to, to being challenged um, you know by some guys um, in a very good way to sort of help me um, sp- stayed in contact with them um, we, we meet up um, when we can um, haven't seen them for three or four months now but when we're working on a project at the same time it's just a joy to be able to when you stand away from home have um, you know a nice meal maybe a glass of wine or so and to have fellowship with Christian people mm. as opposed to always being on that platform always having to be the entertainer always having yeah. to be on top form you know and you can chat with these guys and say you know what I've had a rubbish day it's mm-hmm. been rubbish and this is the reason why it's been rubbish yeah, yeah. and bits I did alright in and a couple of bits I really messed up mm-hmm. in um, and that's a real blessing so having that um, and you know these people that God's put by me have different skills you know some extremely uh, wise in terms of their reading they, you know they're always mm-hmm. keeping on top of stuff you know others active type people you know quite quite sporty um, others people quite frankly will get on your case <laughs> and that's good yeah well at times almost defeated us uh, Guy but some uh, particular verses passages bible characters that have helped you okay so um i think uh i don't know where do you start probably ephesians 5 15 mm. to 18 i mean that talks about careful yeah. living mm. 1 corinthians 16 verse 13 uh, my wife's actually got this printed off in my wallet mm. so every time i get my card out i've got to focus on what i'm doing and that says you know be on your guard, stand firm. It talks about courage, it talks about strength, mm. but doing everything in love, mm. which is important. If you look at Colossians 3, verse 17, I think that's probably my life verse, mm. you know, which says, Whatever you do or say, mm. do it as a representative of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a great calibrator, isn't it, to um, live your life by? Sure, sure. Um, and you, you have concern and help um, to, to help pastors. 
Yeah, so part of this vision in terms of going into leadership and a very specific vision, um, you know, that I basically had uh, back in two, 2001 uh, was to set up uh, a place in Devon, was to use my finances to really pay for um, a holiday cottage where we could provide soul care for people in ministry. It's called Pastor's Pad. Uh, we have people from um, all sorts of ministry. Um, you know, they can be um, pastors, vicars, ministers. I don't care what the title is. Um, people in music ministry. We have singer-songwriters come. People in prisons, sports ministry, cutting-edge youth. And it's basically um, people coming for a holiday uh, who can't afford... Um, you know, somewhere that's nice and we've, we've kitted it out really nice um, and we offer it at cost price and just say if you can give us any extra money towards cleaning that would be kind of nice but if not don't worry about it and there are people who come who can't afford anything um, so some for some people it's, um, it's a holiday for other people um, they're in a visioning process so they want to know what's what's next for their life and for other people they're absolutely broken and we do have, uh, unfortunately, well, I say unfortunately, it's a blessing to receive them and pray with them, but people who are absolutely burnt out and are really, really struggling. Mm. Well, I've got the brochure here and it looks looks terrific. So um, uh, would it be appropriate to, to give details now? Yeah, or we can talk about it another time. Um, I think you say it's pastor's pad. We're deliberately not um, searchable on the internet because we believe that God um, sends people to us and through word of mouth. Um, But um, but if you do want to um, find out a little bit more, then just um, email my wife and the address is the pastor's pad or one word at gmail.com. We're based in Devon and we've got beaches five minutes away, forests, lots to do, lots of peace and quiet. Well, Guy, thank you so much. Um, it's great to sense your enthusiasm for, for God in the workplace, but also you know, great to hear about this initiative as well. So you've been listening to Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I was joined this week by Guy Huggins. Uh, as I say, Guy is a programme director and business consultant, and we trust that if you've been listening and you're uh, needing a, a sense of inspiration uh, where God has placed you, that this would have been a help to you. Do listen again by going to Premier's website and listening to the archive version of Leadership File. Look forward to your coming again next Sunday at 3.30. Thanks for tuning in.